Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to All You Listening Now podcast. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. You know, shout out to everybody out there who's been able to make money with this meme stock mania as it's being called. If you put your money into GameStop or AMC or Bear Bath Me On and you made you a little bit of change, congrats to you. Hope you sold. <laughs> but nevertheless, I've had a very, very good week. So I hope you have as well. All right. Going to start off today's show as I typically do by thanking everybody who has liked or followed me on social media on my Facebook page at RYL Now. That's R spelled out YL Now. And if you haven't, it only takes a very few seconds to go there, smash that like button, give me a follow. Days that I, of course, don't record. I post there, so if you say anything you like, want to comment on, or even if you want to comment on the show, feel free, go there, do all of that. I promise you, won't cost you a dime. But to get into today's show, yeah, going to have a mix, a good mix in the show today for y'all, so I hope I provide some entertainment. Let's kick it off with this. Another what I think will be an epic series by Marvel Loki, which came out on, well, it will be yesterday at the release of this podcast, uh, will, in my opinion, help bring some things into form for the next phase of the MCU. Now, if you haven't watched the first episode yet, no need to worry. This won't have any spoilers, but I wanted to give a little background on an organization we will see in the series and my opinion on what I think this series will bring to the MCU. So the main plot of the series will most likely be around the time various authority or TVA for what I will call them for short, having to deal with the fact that the Avengers trying to bring everyone back, doing Endgame, messing up and allowing Loki to get his hands on the space stone and teleporting away is what the plot is going to be around. I remember when I watched Endgame and I saw Loki do that thinking, man, I wonder where he went and what that will bring. And here's where the TVA comes in. So the TVA, to give you a little background on them for anybody who doesn't know, was first introduced by Marvel in Thor issue number 371 in September of 1986 for comic book reference. And this organization, in a nutshell, keeps an eye on the timeline and it's their job to make sure that everything goes as it intended to. Like, for example, let's just say that doing One Division, if you haven't watched that series, I highly suggest you do. But anyway, let's just say Wanda decided to completely brainwash the entire world, and that wasn't supposed to happen in that timeline. The TVA would step in and tell her, hey, you can't do this. And, of course, they would work to put the timeline back to what it's supposed to be. 
they really didn't have a whole lot of face time, if you will, um, in the comics, but their role to the multiverse is still super important. So from this, what I think will happen in Loki is the TVA will go find Loki wherever he teleported to and will bring him in due to the fact that him taking the Space Stone or the Tesseract, as you may maybe heard it called, um, has caused certain events in the timeline to happen that's not supposed to. That's kind of what I think is part of what's going to happen. So they will have to fix this with Loki's help. With this happening, one of the things I believe will happen is this will bring mutants into play in the MCU. Now, if you've heard a nerd like me um, and have watched pretty much everything Marvel, we have all made our suggestions of when this will happen. I mean, I was a huge X-Men fan, so I would love to see them in the MCU. I think it's I think this is the perfect time, actually to at least talk about them. I don't think they are going to show them in the series or even have them in any of the phase four movies. But the thing they could say is that Loki taking the space stone and teleporting away to do whatever it is he did has caused a bit of a rift in some parts of the multiverse. And that's how they can introduce them. Part of that could be where the mutants are now. Also, I don't know if you all noticed that thing around Loki's neck in the trailer, but those are meant to stop a being with powers from using theirs. And it is something that is commonly found throughout the X-Men storylines and even has been seen a couple of times in the MCU which is a big deal because Marvel wouldn't do that without the forethought that one day mutants would be in the MCU. I also think that this will help set the stage for some of the other MCU films that will be coming out during Phase 4, like Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness by showing just how things can really get messed up if things are thrown out of balance and don't go exactly the way they're supposed to. Since this timeline should be different than the events of in-game timeline and should fall into the 14,605 events of the future that Doctor Strange saw in Infinity War, I would like to see maybe what happened differently in this time. For example, after Thanos did the snap, was everything just left the way it was prior to the Avengers going back in time to get the stones? Or was everyone about to do an endgame? I don't think the story will go that far down the line, but I think it will still be amazing to see. I think this show is going to be great, so I'll probably end up talking about it again once the show progresses on a later podcast. Marvel so far has not disappointed in their TV content, so let's see if they'll go three for three because one division was great. Captain America and the Winter Soldier was great. And I bet you Loki is going to be just as good. All right, let's transition to this. So the second round of the NBA playoffs has kicked off. And right off the top, my early predictions of who was going to get into the finals, at least from the West anyway, 
Didn't happen since the Lakers are out. <laughs> ah, it did my heart good to see them eliminated. Oh, by the way, no, I'm not a LeBron hater. Um, I actually think the NBA is better when he's in the playoffs, but he does play for the Lakers. So at this point, um, he's playing for a team I hate. So, um, but having said that, let's dive into the second round and the teams that are left playing. So, so far, we have seen a couple of things. One thing that I think everybody knew was Brooklyn is probably, barring injury, going to win a championship. Some people thought that Milwaukee was going to get them a series. And I still think Milwaukee will give will get a game or two from Brooklyn. Like, I don't think Brooklyn is just going to sweep them. That would be shocking if that happened. But Brooklyn is still going to win that series because Brooklyn has far too much talent. And Giannis still can't shoot, doesn't have a go-to move. So Milwaukee was only going to win that series if Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and some of the role players just went nuts. And as we've seen as with these last few years of playoffs, Chris Middleton tends to turn back into a pumpkin once um, the playoffs come. So, yeah, uh, Milwaukee is not beating them. So Brooklyn's going to probably win the title. But let's get into some of these other series because, hey, I mean, they're still interesting. Um, let's talk about the other East series. So we have Atlanta and Philly. And I tell you what, Atlanta has been the surprise of these playoffs, in my opinion. Now, granted, beating the Knicks wasn't exactly that impressive, right? But the fact that they gave it to Philly that first game and the second game actually, you know, had a pretty good showing is quite stunning. Atlanta has some players, and I know Trey Young obviously is the driving force, but they have some shooters on that team, and you can't leave those guys open. So that series is going to be interesting. I still have Philly winning that series, but man, if Atlanta happens to win, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm still going to roll with Philly, though, because they do have the guy who I thought Should have been MVP. I know Jokic won it. And yeah, Jokic was healthy and Joel was hurt a lot of the season. So, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, yeah, uh, Philly, I think, just has a little bit too much talent. And I think they're going to win that series in Brooklyn in in the Eastern Conference Finals. But we'll see as the playoffs go on with that. On the West side of things, speaking of Jokic, um, his team, I think they're actually playing, they played last night, again at the time of this podcast released, they played Phoenix, and from the looks of it, they got crushed. So, again, I think I picked Denver in that series, if I remember correctly, so Denver could come back and win because in theory, Phoenix just held home court, but... With the way Phoenix is playing and the confidence they're playing with and the way Chris Paul is leading that team, it wouldn't shock me if all this Phoenix actually goes on to the Western Conference Finals. But we'll see. It's funny, for these last few years, any MVP that has won has lost. I think the last MVP to actually win the uh, Most Valuable Player Award in the regular season 
and win a championship, I think, with Steph back in 2015, I believe it was. So, yeah, uh, not looking good for Jokic right now, but we'll see what Denver does in Game 3. The other West series, which I think is still going to shape up to be a good series, is the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers. Putting aside my Jazz hate for a minute, even though, again, I do love players on the Jazz. I love Donovan Mitchell. He doesn't get talked about nearly enough simply because he played in Utah. To quote LeBron James, Utah was that team that if when you played a basketball game, you never picked it. You played NBA Jam, any M- NBA Live, NBA anything. Nobody was picking any of the Utah Jazz players. Hell, I remember this one game, NBA Street. I don't know if I've ever played that. And they would, you know, you would pick up players, you know, as you played. I don't remember one Utah Jazz player actually in that game. So, unfortunately, since he plays for them, he didn't get talked about nearly enough. But Donovan Mitchell is a baller. Rudy Gobert, who has won his third Defensive Player of the Year award this year. Again, I like him, too. He's a he's a great player. They have a really good team. Of course, we all know the Clippers got by the Mavericks simply because it's Luka and nobody else. Now, granted, that's another story for another day on the Mavericks, but the Clippers still got past them. Um, Kawhi had to really go in his bag to pull him out from that series. And this one, he going to need some help. He going to need PG-13 to stop playing like a horror-rated film and actually play like Playoff P, as his nickname is. And so far, he actually has not been good in this postseason. Don't know why. It's like ever since he got injured when he was from Indiana, he had that leg injury. Paul George has not been good in the playoffs for whatever reason. Maybe it's a mental thing. Nevertheless, they're going to need him along with Kawhi, to beat Utah. Utah had the top seed in all of basketball for a reason. Utah is a really, really good team. So they're going to need all of that. They have, obviously, veterans there with Morris and obviously Rondo. Boogie Cousins looked good last night. I'm glad to see him back on the court. Uh, In that series, I think... Well, I don't think I picked that series. I'm going to pick it now. I think Utah is going to beat them because Donovan Mitchell is just, I mean, he's like the new age Dwayne Wade. And that young man, I don't think he's going to let that team lose. So, unfortunately, the Clippers will get put out in the second round yet again. But I still think it'll be a competitive series. I think it'll go seven. I think it'll go seven. We'll see. But even with that, whoever comes out of the West, I mean, they're not beating Brooklyn anyway. Barring injury again, especially since, you know, Brooklyn's just a machine. I mean, Kevin Durant is playing like Kevin freaking Durant, who, I mean, in my opinion right now, is playing like he is the best player in the league. So, yeah, yeah, no one's beating Brooklyn, but hey. It's still an entertaining uh, uh, NBA playoffs. If you haven't watched it, um, you should. There's been some good games. I mean, there's been some blowouts, <laughs> but I mean, that's part of the sport. But yeah, it's been good. 
All right. I know I haven't really touched on this subject much lately on the podcast, but since this is the last month of the second quarter of the year, I wanted to talk about and refresh our focus on our financial plans before the back half of the year begins. As y'all know, I'm really, 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 really big on making sure that we're preparing now for our future because if we don't prepare now, the future will sneak up on you and you'll look up and you'll be behind the eight ball. And no one I know wants to work until they die, dear Lord, not that, let alone not have enough money in retirement or having to rely on your government, whether you're in the United States or overseas, to fund your retirement. Because that might, because if you're young, you know, like me, that may not be here in the next 40 years. So let me start off by saying if you haven't been able to completely stay on track with your goals, um, don't go panic on me. Don't, don't do that. Um, to be transparent with y'all, as y'all know, I always try to be. I've even fallen short of some of my goals this year due to, you know, some things coming up that caused me to spend more than I wanted to. So I wasn't able to necessarily uh, put back and save or even invest um, as much as I wanted to. Because of this, I wanted to share with you all a few tips of what I'm going to do, which will help me get back and stay on track with my financial goals. As I always have said, doing any financial talks, just know I am not a financial advisor, nor can I tell anybody or anyone listening what to do with their money. This is just simply things that I would do. So you don't have to take my word for it, but I'll leave that up to you. I'll leave that up to you all. All right. Disclaimer out the way. Okay. So first and foremost, I'm remembering my why, which is super important since with any goal we set the why this was going to keep us motivated to achieve the goals that I have. So I have to remember my why. I normally have mine written down and I actually have mine written down in a notebook, but I don't always go to that page and read, you know, my why or what's, you know, obviously motivating me to achieve my goal. So I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to make it visible for me at my desk. So every day I'm seeing it, reading it and believing it will help me stay focused. You know, something there's a saying, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And even though we, you know, have these great memories of what it is we want to do and the whole belief behind why. Sometimes just having that visible reminder is key. And I think that's going to help me. So I've already, you know, I tore the page out of my notebook. I have it taped um, to my desk here. So every day, when I'm sitting down at it, boom, it's right there. And 
it's going to help. I think it's going to help keep me focused there. Um, secondly, um, I uh, went back over the different things that I spent money on in my budget to see if outside of the unavoidable things, was there anything I spent money on that I could have saved on? Now, uh, myself personally, I uh, go back through my monthly statements with my bank um, or financial institution. And if you are in, I actually use a budgeting app like Mint Budget um, of every dollar, which I actually personally use uh, myself. And if you do that, you can view that if you have it tied to your bank account, because every time you use, well, you can tie it to your bank account. You can also tie it to any credit cards if y'all are using those things. And if you are, please pay them back before it's due. Having said that, though, if you have it tied there, every time you swipe, it kind of shows and transfers it there. So it's pretty cool that way. And and sometimes if you don't have it tied that way, you can obviously log your purchases for every time you utilize your card, that can be a little cumbersome. But when it comes to being very detailed with the budget, which is the plan, you definitely, definitely want to make sure that you know where every dollar you are spending is going. So I'm going back and I've already started to go back through my last quarter. I went back to my last quarter. I didn't go back to the whole year. I just went back for this last quarter. So that would be March, April, uh, excuse me, that would be um, April, May, and June. And going over that detail line on by line item to see, okay, so I had to pay this. So that was unavoidable expense. But let's just say, which it is, by the way, I ate out X amount of times. Well, eating out is not in my budget. I do have fun money aside, but if I did some fun things, which I did, and also, I also ate out, which that money should have came from there. Chances are I probably went over my fund budget, which means I went over my budget. Therefore, could have had some more money saved. So doing things like that can really help you get a gauge and a grasp on getting back on track. Nothing's ever set in stone. Remember, and just to quote a pretty good poet, the problem is not the problem. The problem, a lot of the times, is our attitude about the problem. Just in case y'all don't know what poet that was, oh yeah, I would like to know that's Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> it was still it was still a heck of a quote though. Uh, you gotta be honest, it's still a heck of a quote. So with that being said, having just getting back on track with that right mindset, remembering your why, going back through your budget to make sure that, hey, okay, not going to do this spending going forward in the back half of the year. I guarantee you by the end of the year, when you go, when you look back, you will be like, okay, um, you know what? I, I, I got, I maybe got off track a little bit, but hey, I'm back on track now. And please, the other, the third thing I want to tell everybody not to do, because I'm not going to do it. There's no such thing as makeup. A lot of the times, and I think it's just innate human trait that we think that for any mess up we do, we have to somehow redeem ourselves. Well, the past, whatever you did in the past happened. 
There's no magic eraser to go back and erase any of that. So the important thing to do is focus on the here and now. What can you do now and what can you do going forward into the future? Having that mindset will set you up for great success. Being fixated on fixing or writing the past, you will never do. It's hard to quantify it. So don't. Focus on the here and now. Take that to your future. Success will follow. All right, ladies and gents, that's it for today's show. I certainly appreciate you all for tuning in. Again, if you like what you are hearing, go to my Facebook page. Give me a like, give me a follow. Again, that's at RYL Now on Facebook. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here for the week. I will talk to you all later. Peace.